What percentage of children with prenatal Zika exposure present with congenital abnormalities? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior VP, Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. In a study published in the Lancet Regional Health Americas, authors looked at the risk of adverse outcomes in the pregnancies of 1,548 women with PCR-confirmed Zika infections in what the authors believe to be the most robust evidence to date on the risk of congenital Zika. What they found was that 31.5% of children exposed to the virus before they were born had at least one abnormality among those that make up the congenital Zika syndrome. This included microcephaly, neurological, ophthalmic, or neuroimaging abnormalities. Consistent with previous data, this study found that infant adverse outcomes were identified more frequently in isolation rather than in association with each other. Although abnormalities detected at birth appear to be largely permanent, the authors state that their findings suggest that manifestations may evolve and present later in infant life, as the immature nervous system at birth becomes myelinated. Additionally, the risks of adverse outcomes associated with Zika infection during pregnancy do not appear to be modified across geographic, educational, or racial ethnic groups. In our next story, we learn that in a new Lancet study, researchers estimate that 7.7 million people worldwide died of infections from 33 different types of bacteria in 2019, making it the second most common cause of death behind cardiovascular disease. The study looked at both drug-resistant and drug-susceptible bacteria and highlighted the risk that all forms of pathogenic bacteria continue to pose, especially in low- and middle-income countries. The authors concluded the paper by noting the fight against these bacteria have received dramatically less funding than the fight against HIV and other better-known threats, and the authors call for a greater investment in vaccination campaigns, basic acute care, sanitation, and efforts that reduce the risk of hospital-acquired infections. And finally, we learned that higher disability scores are observed in obese patients with MS. This from the British Medical Journal. Authors observed that maintaining a healthy weight may potentially improve outcomes for people with MS. A longitudinal cohort study of 1,066 individuals with newly diagnosed MS from the German National MS Cohort found that the presence of obesity at disease onset was associated with significantly higher disability at baseline and at two, four, and six years of follow-up. In an adjusted analysis, risk to reach an EDSS score of three over six years was significantly increased in patients with a BMI of 30 or more compared with patients with a BMI under 30 with a hazard ratio of 1.87 and a p-value of 0.001. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. 
You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing, Medical News Roundup, and just ask, what's my Flash Briefing? Thanks today to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.